All right, welcome to Against All Odds, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal coming to you with heel producer Jim Cunningham and my wizards of wagering, my barons of betting, my overlords of the odds, the degenerate trifecta, Harry, Brother Brian, Darren, the parlay kid. What is happening, fellas? What's going on, Sal? What's shaking, Sal? What's going on, buddy? You guys give picks, free picks, free. You don't charge anyone at extrapoints.com every single day since, I believe, July 27th. God bless you. You have some kind of crazy streak going here. And two and one on the day today. Parley, kid, you lost. Uh, uh, this is just, a, it, it just hurts with the Pelicans. They were up by like 30. They take Ingram out, yeah. right? That was your prop, wasn't it? Yeah, I had uh, my prop today was uh, Ingram over two and a half threes. Uh, as you know, mm-hmm. I've been very successful with my player props lately. Six and on one, some, right? Six out of yeah, last Yeah, and hitting seven, on right? a lot of like, you know, plus, uh, you know, 120s, 130s uh, yeah. as of late. I went Ingram plus 146 over two and a half threes. Had two with about eight minutes left in the third. Uh, they pull away mm. uh, with three or four minutes left in the third. He came out. I knew he was never going back in because they were up by 40 at that time. So mm. what can you do? It's one of those that my reasoning was right. Uh, thinking well, I'll that- tell you what you could do. You could you could do what Harry does. What did he do? He's counting it as a win. But what? <laughs> there's already some, uh, even his fans, people who like him, there's enough people who don't like him on Twitter, but even the ones that do like him and support him are being like, ah, this is an iffy one. What happened exactly? Well, I guess I've had a couple discrepancies this week with the uh, couple of days ago also with my uh, Diamondbacks uh, Reds game as well, going uh, only eight innings and whether it was a win or a loss. In terms of Vegas rules, I figure I, I know working there for 14 years, it was a winner, but Parlay Kid wants to dispute that as well. But well, tonight, I, I, Harry, but tonight, I was ice. Harry, I backed uh-huh. you on that. Brother Bryce yes, sent the for, FanDuel info, and FanDuel true, says you're a loser on that. <laughs> I can't so tell we the go by, between two. We, right. go by, we go by FanDuel, so you're right. a loser on that It one, goes so. by the in, last full inning, right? What are you got to explain, Harry. You're a communications major. Tell us what the hell's going on here. Last full inning, if the home team didn't bat, and it was 4-3 Reds on uh, Tuesday. Oh, forget it. All right, right, so what happened so today? Tonight, today, today, tonight yeah. Thursday, I take the Celtics. Plus seven and a half. I uh, did my research. So we got to have this stuff up and everything. And the reasons, mostly the reason why I like the Celtics plus seven and a half is that the Suns are on a killer five game road trip in which they're coming off a back to back. This was going to be a back to back after beating Philly last night. And the and two nights before that, they beat Milwaukee. Uh, so they still had three games left on the road. One right. But you mentioned Celtics. guys in your analysis that didn't play, right? Is that what I, I mentioned is? Brown who didn't play, who's been lighting it up lately, but he didn't play. It's, and they were saying that some of the Suns players weren't going to play. Every Suns player played Celtics didn't and Celtics still beat the Suns by double digits, mainly because of the reason that I said, which was the Suns would probably be tired. Is that true? Parlay kid. You think this guy has no, the line. Beef. The line was correct. Harry did. I saw that last night. It was seven and a half. They, Celtics had a lot of guys on their injury. You guys think I'm really making up lines? Uh, yes, you yes, have before. Of but you got fired from Vegas. Harry, you yeah, I mean, Harry, you're banned from Vegas. Yeah, for for doing things like this. I mean, so he is Vegas the only member of the trifecta. If anyone asks you that me. trivia question, who is the only member of the degenerate trifecta banned from Vegas? It's Harry. So there you go. There's the answer. <laughs> I know. So come on, but I, I understand what Jason McAfee is saying about you. Here he's basically saying <laughs> you're you're you're, t- you're taking the seven and a half points here 
on the basis of Brown uh, playing. So you write up about Brown playing, but right. there's no if Brown was play. playing, they wouldn't have been set seven and they it wouldn't have been right. seven and a half points. Something like that. Whatever it is. You did get it's the correct right. line though. He did have I did see it for Thank like you. two Thank minutes. You. It was Thank you, TPK. You do this up, with but... Australian rugby too, Harry. You're, you can't be stopped. Um <laughs> that is uh all Just right. Just wait so, till later. Hey, we have Matt Leinert coming on. I probably should have mentioned that at the top before all this nonsense about the the Brown and the E and the Celtics and everything. He's coming on. We're gonna talk draft. Big draft coming up in six days. He obviously mm. Heisman Trophy winner, Parlay Kid, 2006 draft, right? A 2004 Heisman Trophy winner, drafted in 2006, lives right here in town, obviously co-worker on Fox. He's going to join us. That's going to be fun. I'm trying to look at the scoreboard here. Parlay Kid, we have uh, your Yankees, you and Brother Bry. The Yankees are over the Indians, 6-3 in the ninth. Uh, what else? My Mets trail on the Cubs. That has been a disaster of a series, 3-2. Uh, Cubs only have two hits and three runs in the fifth. Um, I bet uh, a parlay that looks good in, in hockey. It, it, usually tougher to, to win these uh, the second time mm. around. Boston's going to beat the Sabres and the Pens are going to beat the Devils. That's nice. And that's about it. What else are we updating? I, I need seven and a half runs out of Red Sox Mariners. Not going to get it. I made the mistake of reading somewhere that the wind is blowing out at 20 miles an hour. Red Sox <laughs> pitch out a no hitter like in the fifth or some crap. So. It's windy. here. It is windy in the Northeast, Sal, but it is right. Yeah, might, really. might be blowing in tonight in that state in that park. I, I want to mention you. You may. Yeah, right. You may have seen on uh, on the extra points pod Twitter handle that against all odds, the degenerate <laughs> trifecta and I are going on tour. Um, we are trying to get it together. We don't know that it's going to happen. It shouldn't have been sent out officially. But in the meantime, if you want tickets, reach out to our guy, Max Shadler. He's trying to organize MJ Shadler, MJ S C H A D L E R at gmail.com MJ S C H A D L E R at gmail.com. Dot com and we'll try to get we'll you know we'll gauge interest hopefully if he's flooded with you know two three five thousand emails max <laughs> will sort it out and we'll uh we'll go from there but as i mentioned the nfl draft in six days now i i said this the other day i love that you could bet on this and yet it infuriates me that the lines move for no reason and it really is no reason right because if fields was going three and then he wasn't going three and we had any good information indicate we would have known, right? Glazer would have said something. Schefter would have said something. Instead, yeah. these betters panic because, well, the first time they panicked is because Fields had a second pro day. And they're like, oh, he looks good. Yeah, of course he's going to look good. So then he became the favorite to go number three to the 49ers who traded up for that position. Then Fields announces this epilepsy thing. All right, it's, it definitely seems controllable, all that. Uh he goes down. Now his over three and a half is minus 260. We're going to look at the other quarterbacks, some of the other quarterbacks, with Lawrence and Wilson almost locked into the first two. Um, Fields over three and a half, minus 260. Parley Kid, the, the, how are we supposed to know who the 49ers traded up to get here? We don't know, Sal. I, nobody seems to know. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'll talk about Lance in, in a second. So, but yeah, I think this. Uh, you know, Fields talk about a guy who's been bouncing around, right? Three, uh, you know, you, then all of a sudden, a couple weeks ago, he falls out of that three spot. Then a couple days ago, he fell back into the three spot. Yeah. Now he's back out of the three spot. So basically, what what the, uh, these experts are telling us is they don't know anything. 
They don't know anything more than the four of us sitting right here right. do right now. Um, so, you know, do I personally think Fields should go three? I don't think he's going to go there. I think he's going to go over the three. But mm. uh, in a little bit, I'm going to I'm going to throw something at you that I think could win money for everybody. Depending on where, right. you think Mac, where well, you think Mac Jones is going. I'll start with you. Yeah, but it's all Mac Jones. Is he going three? Is San Francisco yeah. uh, pulling all the way up to three to get Mac Jones? Was that their guy? Is that the guy they didn't mm. want to miss out on? That's what we're going to find out. That's what we have no idea. Yeah, and you're right, Parley Kid. It's like me saying, well, Nomadland was the best um, movie. But, but what the hell do I know how anyone in the Academy voted? It doesn't matter who I think is the Best quarterback at three. I'm not saying no man right. line was good. It was average. It was very average. <laughs> but uh, but uh, so Mac Jones at three. But I'll, I'll say this. I don't know, Bri, if there's a, a, a way to bet this. But I think if Jones doesn't go to San Francisco, I think he could drop all the way to the bottom half of that first round. I don't know if that he. I don't know if that he fits. Uh, yeah, I, I agree. I mean, that's the thing. The over under for him has been sitting right at three and a half. But but you're right. Uh, I wish they did have some like some adjustable lines there, right? Where right. you get some good plus money because I I do agree with that. I mean, if he falls out of three, I don't know who you know. Probably somebody drafts trades back into like you know yeah. ten or twelve maybe to get yeah. him. But I I wouldn't be shocked. I well, mean, so I, the I, thing I, is, the way you can maybe draft it, I, it's not up here now, but and we're gonna have our draft special Tuesday. We're gonna go through a lot of this stuff, mm. but. I think you could get by Tuesday, FanDuel will have odds up on which team will take Mac Jones, right? So you could probably yeah. get good odds on like the Lions or or somebody like that that, yep. you know, even even the Patriots, who the hell knows if they trade up or something and get him. But I think that's the way to do it if you don't think Mac Jones is gonna go three. Right now you have to bet minus right. one seventy for him to go three overall. But Parley Kid, let's talk Trey Lance. I've liked yeah. this kid. I've said I think this is who San Francisco is trading up for. He, he kind of, you know, play action happy, uh, does it with the great arm. And play action is how, I think San Francisco was third in the league in play, play action yards in 2019 when Jimmy G had the big year and they went yep. to the Super Bowl. He kind of fits the bill, but did they trade all the way up to get him? Um, you say yes, or one of those other you teams know, in the top six did. Yeah, I so I've bounced back and forth about this. We, uh, You mm -hmm. know, a couple weeks ago I said, uh, Mac Jones is going three. There's just too many people that are saying it at minus 210. I am off that train now with Mac Jones. I just really don't think San Francisco traded what they traded to draft Mac Jones. Mm -hmm. um, I, but yeah, I think it's Trey Lance here, Sal. So let me give you something what I think. Well, one, let's just talk about Trey Lance. One, he's got all the, the size, the smarts. Everything you want in a quarterback except the reps, right? Mm -hmm. So he's taken 371 reps in his college career. It's not a lot uh, and, and, and at a lower level. So, But having maybe Jimmy G there just for a year where, you know, they don't have to throw him right into the fire, mm -hmm. gives him a year to develop maybe or a half a year to develop, uh, which I could see happening. Now, but here, listen to this, Sal. If you don't think Mac Jones is going three, and you guys tell me, because this is something I just came up with on the fly. Could you take Fields under three and a half at plus 205 mm -hmm. and uh, Lance here at, to go three at plus 350, and you're coming yeah. out a winner? If you really yeah, if don't think favorite, Jones... If the favorite's if you, out if there. If you say yeah. Jones is not, he's not going there, and you took 
Fields under three and a half at plus 205 or and Lance to go three at plus 350. You're coming out a winner, right? So, right, I right. Mean, right. Might- do the math on that. Is that better than Jones over three and a half? Well, Jones over three and a half, yeah, is, is uh, wait, what is he right now? Over three and a half? So over three and a half for Jones. Oh, actually, that, that might not even be up right now, right? Um, let's, let's see. see. Jones for three and a half is not, it's not up right now, but if, okay, so let's just figure it out. If but he's going to be, he's going to be plus, plus money, 140. Right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah he'll be like plus be. 140, right? Cause for him to be three is minus 170. So I think that's about where, I think you make money that way. Parley kid. I don't think anyone's trading to three. I don't think the Niners traded a three to get pills. No. Right. So not at this point, not, not after right. everything they did. Right. So if you, yeah, I yeah. just, I think that's not a bad idea. And that's how you can win some money. I, I, I like know. it, I just, but here's the thing: Why, other than I, uh, and I always, I'm always fascinated who started the whole thing that Zach Wilson's going to the Jets. Like that's, <laughs> I know now yeah. that's right. That's in yeah. our heads, right? Because that's what we've heard all. It's probably why that maybe it was you, Brian. It, it, it was probably it was probably me. I, I've been saying yeah. it for like <laughs> nine months. What? So, so it's my fault. fault. If, if, if Zach it's a Wilson, foregone conclusion. I mean, that's yeah. what Michael Irvin was telling us yesterday. It's like I, I was like, did, I said, did the Niners trade up to three to get Jones? And he says they traded up to get one of three quarterbacks. That's what they did. He's like, they, you know, if if uh, if Wilson's there, they're taking him. I was like, wow, I hadn't thought of that because we're so locked into now. All right, Lawrence Wilson, who's third? Go ahead, Harry. What were you gonna say? No, I was going to say it's out for years now, probably three, four years in a row when the more and more odds come up when the we do the uh, NFL draft betting. There's always what there's we've had for the like I said, three, four years in a row, always three locks in the, in the first like five picks that we nail cold. And we always try to pick a fourth. And there's always one that screws us sure. all the time. Bosa's got us a couple years ago. Hmm. Uh, I don't remember who got us last year. How about year your Giants? Daniel Jones wasn't supposed to go anywhere close to oh, that. Too. What, yeah, six yeah, or yeah, eight? Yeah. I mean, oh, I, that yeah. was a huge one. That was a huge yeah. one. But Harry, what about Kellen Mond? Like, uh, there was talk, honestly, like two weeks ago, it was talk like he was going to be potentially a first rounder. This is someone mm. that the Patriots could bite on or something. Mm. Now his over under is 83 and a half. And last time I checked, there's not 83 and a half teams in the first round, right? So that is, what is that? That's a third That's round pick, like mid third round. Early third, a, early third. I think late or uh, mid, yeah, mid, 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 mid third. Late? later third. Yeah. 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 All right. You like it over or under? No, I like it under. I mean, I think Kellen Mont's a solid quarterback. I think he's very poised when you see him play at Texas A&M. 71 touchdowns mm-hmm. there in his, uh, in his career. Had almost 10,000 passing yards. Uh, can beat you with his legs. Uh, when needed as well, and and honestly, I don't see the the difference here when you have a Kellen Mond who's been who played four years there, a solid quarterback, Lance, and, and I'm not high on Fields, I'm not high on Lance. Look, Carson Wentz got drafted very early out of the same school, right? Look what happened to him; he's been awful. I don't have faith in Lance taking him that early, and I don't think Fields, even though you can't 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 go against his toughness. Fields is going before mine. I know, I'm not saying he's he not. I'm just saying I don't understand it. I don't think Whether Fields you is have faith be that in him good. Or not. Well, I like Mon uh, under uh, because I think uh, under I think Mon under 83 and a half is a steal because he's know. just as good as Lance. Oh, and prop maybe gets good as Fields. Well, in my that's Harry. You could throw out listen, any college listen, let me quarterback. Say, well, let me then. say this though, Darren. Right. Listen, these Ohio State quarterbacks. Let's go over it. I mean, Cardell Jones a couple of years ago drafted early, stunk. J.T. Barrett wasn't going to be an NFL quarterback, and Dwayne Haskins 
50 touchdowns for the Buckeyes. He sucks. Uh, But I don't think it's fair because if you look at Joel Klatt came out with a stat the other day. He said as far as air yards. Now, that's a real stat. Air yards. Because you you could say some of these guys just dump it off uh, and and let their receivers fly. Air yards not only was Fields number one on Ohio State or the Big Ten in the last two years, the two years that he played, number one out of all uh, Power Five conference quarterbacks, number one. So yeah, that's I'd, why I'd, Big Ten sucked the last to, two years too. I, I'd be shocked if Fields isn't very good. Yeah, yeah, he'll be better. I, here's yeah. the thing: I, I while while I said was like, there's guys like uh, me and the Parlay Kid and Brother Bry who are like it's got to be Lawrence first, got to be Zach Wilson second. We're now locked into that thinking. It's refreshing to see Harry come in and jump in. He hasn't been paying attention at all. And he could just say a Kellen Mond is going to go in the top 10. So that's I didn't nice say too. that. I said he's as good as these guys and maybe better than Lance because <laughs> Lance is unproven. I, I don't all get right. that. I, bro, Carson, I tell you Carson, what. Carson Wentz has been good. All right. He, well, is he, is Phil, Philadelphia want, oh, every Philadelphia fan wants to kill the guy. Whoa. I don't know about that. Uh, well, pretty close. I, I, I just here's the thing: you could rattle off these guys' stats, and Parley Kid, correct me if I'm wrong. A lot of these pro teams will gravitate to guys with good stats from their senior or last year playing, right? <laughs> right. You almost have to have good stats as a college quarterback. Absolutely, to, but <laughs> okay. the bottom line is it, it doesn't tell the full story. Just for the fact right. that, uh, you know, if you if you go by, uh, you know, right. say like. Uh, Hawaii's quarterback is probably putting up some pretty good stats, right? All right. the time. Doesn't mean they're getting drafted in the top 20. Well, here's how it 30. goes, Harry. I'm going to ask Brother Bry if Ian Book should go over under 211 and a half. And he doesn't have to tell me Ian Book's better than Trevor Lawrence to prove his point one way or another, if he's going to go under. You know what I mean? You know what I'm saying? I hear what you're saying. I'm just telling you the way I'm. <laughs> All I right, Brian, unless you want to, Brian, unless that's yes. how you want to. Approach. Well, I think Ian Book is better than Kellen Mond. Um, <laughs> oh, no, so the over not two, even close. So I'm going to go. Oh, I'm going to go Ian Book over to 11 and a half, which is look, I looked, I had to look this up because it's like the 27th pick in the sixth round, I think. So it's a little tricky because. There are only so many seven round uh, mock drafts I can look at, right? I'm looking at <laughs> probably this afternoon. I was probably looking at some 13 year old kids draft right. board somewhere. But uh, we obviously just know this QB draft is great. Uh, you know, mm-hmm. we we just talked about. You know, there's still guys like Mon. There's guys like Trask. Uh, there's there's actually still there's probably like seven or eight guys even before Book. So look, he's a, he's a winner. Mm-hmm. I do like Book and that he's a winner. He moves well. But he's too small. He's lucky if he's six foot. And when you're six foot tall, you have to still, you know, you have to be able to throw the ball really well. And I just don't think he does. I mean, again, you got you still have guys like Harry's boy Sammy E, who could potentially, or Sammy Ellinger, who could mm-hmm. potentially go over Buck. So I think he falls to the seventh round or goes undrafted. Look, I asked all my friends are Notre Dame fans. I asked all of them. I said what they thought. I asked them what they thought, and they all said undrafted. So. I'm going to go over to mm. 11 and a half. Although I'd be curious what our boy um, Eddie Spaghetti thinks. Uh, Joel, on, on Jim, didn't Buck, I yeah. ask him yesterday? I think he did say he was going to get drafted. He said he said that number was about right and right in the middle of the sixth round. But yeah. he was he played little Homer, I think, though. <laughs> <laughs> a little bit, tiny bit. Um, all right. So over to 11 and a half. And this is something. What day is that? That'll be like Saturday or Sunday? Sa- uh, sixth Saturday. round. Saturday. 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 Yeah. 
Saturday. Right. Okay. And that's something you could bet after Thursday night anyway, right? They'll still have Yeah, that'll be like Yeah, that'll be one of the few things, right, that they still have odds up for. So there you go. Very exciting. Very exciting. As I said, in a few minutes, Matt Liner will join us and we'll talk more draft. But in the meantime, you could add a little excitement to your sports watching experience by betting all the action on FanDuel Sportsbook. There's a reason. FanDuel is America's number one sportsbook. Their app is simple to use. They've got great odds on different betting markets, unique fun bet types like same game parlays and exclusive always on promotions such as enhanced odds boosts on the biggest events to let you get more action out of every game day. And if you win, Harry, how how quickly do they get you winnings? Immediately. No. 24 hours and as little as 24 hours close, but somewhere between immediately and 24 hours. That's it. Exactly. They see that's it. The, the ball goes in that they're dribbling out. Kyrie's dribbling out the clock. It goes to zero. It's like, all right, Harry, do you want your money now? I can get it to you right now. No, they have within 24 hours to do it. Fast withdrawals. When you win, FanDuel pays your winnings. Like I said, 24 hours. Oh, live betting. So much fun. Easy to place your bet fast during a game. If you see a trend you like, especially fun. And basketball and Harry tennis live betting and tennis mm. one of your favorites. Mm, there you go. There you go. There you go. There you go. Right great. now, Fanduel is letting you place your first bet risk free up to a thousand dollars. Place your first bet on anything. Fanduel will refund you up to a grand if you don't win. No strings attached. You lose. You get your entire bet up to a thousand dollars back in site credit. If you've never tried Fanduel Sportsbook, what are you waiting for? Download the Fanduel Sportsbook app to get started. And be sure to sign up with promo code Against All Odds so they know. We sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook. Promo code against all odds. Let's hit the out-of-town scoreboard. All right, I need a couple more runs here for the uh, Red Sox. 3-2. I need over 7.5. That's my adjusted. The Mets aren't scoring here. Although, I'll tell you, Alonzo, Pete Alonzo, and you're going to see him again. And um, he's defending his crown. Did you see that? Did I yes. make that up or did I see that? He's no, going to no, be the yeah. home run derby. Yeah, he said he, yeah. he's defending his crown, the home run derby. Freaking yep. monster oh. home run yesterday. Good one today. Still on the short end, 3-2 in the Oh, that's great. Sixth. After the home run derby hit like three the rest no, of the year. No, he, that, he wasn't so. that. He, that didn't kill him, though, last year. I, I think maybe the first couple of weeks, but he got back. Well, yeah, track. it's funny. I, I was going to say that, right? It was the first few weeks where it's like, oh, he couldn't yeah. hit for shit after that. And then he got right. then he got back <laughs> on track. NBA, Denver at Golden State. Denver, this is a Friday night game. Well, so Curry, so the, because this is all we could really talk about, right? With four weeks of meaningless basketball games left, you have to make a big oh, deal whoa, out of the whoa. MVP. And Curry, meaningless, sorry. Meaningless. I know. I got, I know, but the Knicks, <laughs> were, uh, but what are we rooting for? The Knicks have to end five and the Celtics have to end four or vice versa to get a good first round matchup, right? Otherwise, you guys are, in, Knicks are in by now, right? There's no, there's no question. <laughs> He's got to be top. Got six. I I look at top six as you're you're in, right? So yeah, yeah so right. they got to be top six, and they go on a devastating uh, West Coast trip, um, right? In a week or so. So, uh, but well, we're loving it. We're loving the- it. Brian, myself, Jerry Ferrara texting every night about the Knicks. It's awesome. That's great. Uh, we keep terrific. we keep Harry out of it. We totally keep him yeah, out. Yeah, I'm, I'm out. He doesn't I'm like out. Harry. He doesn't like Harry. It's weird. Because <laughs> well, Harry's just talking about Kellen Mond on these next uh, text chain. What the hell does Jerry want to hear that? Uh, um, but yeah, look, I'll say less. Why don't I rephrase it? They're less meaningful in that ten teams make the playoffs for a minute, right? Until they eliminate yeah. two. Yep. So okay, it's a little. The Knicks are making the playoffs, and by the way. Remember, we were staring at that for a while. Like they were, they were, they were like 
two, three games over 500. They were in sixth place and they were still like plus 280 to make yeah. the playoffs. And we didn't really pull the trigger on it. Now, Julius Randle, that's a different story. I want I want a full 20 minutes to brag about that. We and we don't have that right now. We we gave that out a hundred to one. What was it? No, 66 to one, 28 to one, yeah, 11 30, to one, 30 all, to one. He's not, yep. he's uh, and right now he's running away with that. Most improved uh, it's, player. He's it's a lot. He's locked in. He's locked. He's in. got even if I know, even I though Grant, want, did, even though Grant keeps lighting it up every night for Detroit. Did you jinx him though, Paul? Like if he gets hurt now, that's what I don't know. He's minus 600. No, no, he sh- yeah, he, he should easily win. It, it he's be. locked it, it up. Should, it, should, it shouldn't be close. I mean, he's going to get it. You know, he'll get some, uh, you know, potential MVP votes, I'm sure, too. So, right. All right. So let's talk about the Friday game. Jokic minus 380 to win the MVP, favored Embiid plus 350. But no one's really even talking about Embiid anymore. It's either, it's either Jokic or Steph Curry, who's 18 and one, didn't move down. What did he have? Did he have 14 last night? Yeah, he was awful. God, no he, was, I, he was two no for 14. Two, two from of 14 three, from three. And right. seven for 25 overall, I think. I mean, that's what's going to happen with him, right? But still 18 to one odds. And maybe, as we think, potentially he was saving it up for this game. Do you guys have a thought on the game? I'll start with you, Brother Bride. Denver's minus three and 228 is the over under. They travel to uh, Oracle, right? And Golden State. Yeah. We, we think Curry's going to be about 35 and a half. We think Jokic will be about 30 and a half for over under. What do you think about this? Yeah, I, I like the Warriors here plus three. Look, Steph is four and one in his last five home games. Uh, they just beat Denver. With, I think it was a week and a half ago. They just beat Denver at home by nine. So now they're back at home again. Mm-hmm. This game just likely comes down to, you know, whether or not Steph gets hot, right? Does he hit 10 threes? Does he score 40 points? And, right. and it's crazy. I mean, that's the one thing about Golden State games is like you kind of know right away what kind of game you're in for, right? If, if Steph is right. hitting everything, you're like, if you bet against the Warriors and Steph starts hitting everything, you feel like an asshole. So, yeah, I, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think he had a poor, I mean, the fact that he had such a poor shooting game last night, I think he bounces back here, has a big game, and they cover the three. So, you know, the Nuggets the last two games, you know, they had some re- two really close games. I think this is another one. It is a scary, and Harry, you know, I had under 35 and a half yesterday with Curry, and he had, I don't know, 10 heading into the, four it's still scary he could still get hot the game could still go to overtime that game against the wizards was close you're never really out of it (laughs) like you never locked it until like you know a couple minutes left i'm seeing Embiid is talking about how he is the mvp but that has not moved the odds at all um interestingly enough see something like that doesn't move the odds but uh something that nothing happens and fields goes to a big underdog to go in the top three harry uh harry what do you think for this game do you have a, a feel for any of the props or or the line or the uh, total no i'm gonna I'm, I'm with brother bry here i like golden state with the points here uh golden state six and three last nine straight up uh steph like we mentioned curry's been on fire but he kind of took the night off like we mentioned uh in the loss on wednesday night um yeah. against washington I think this is a big a big game for Golden State here on a Friday night at home. Uh, Brian also mentioned they beat Denver on the 12th. Curry had 53 in that game. Uh, Denver also looking ahead on Saturday gets an easy win against Houston. So I think the Warriors come back after that loss against the Wizards, and they mm-hmm. cover and very possibly win the game against the Nuggets. All right, Parley Kid, is this kind of game that keeps the MVP discussion going, or does Jokic lock it up after Friday? Well, I think I think it keeps it going. Uh, I mm. think Curry, uh, very rare for him to have back-to-back poor 
performances. So I think he rebounds tomorrow night, has a big game. Uh, I think Jokic will too, but I think Curry will keep himself in the discussion. Uh, I'll take the points with uh, Golden State there tomorrow, getting the three points. Uh, Embiid, by the way, lost his third straight game today. Yeah. uh, Getting beat up pretty badly by Milwaukee. Uh, If anything, the Greek freak probably might have jumped him today for MVP talk. So I think Embiid's out of it. I think this is a one-man race here with Jokic. But I think Curry's going to have some dynamite games down the stretch, Mm -hmm. right? And where he goes for 40, the buzz comes back. But Jokic is just going to be super consistent down the stretch. So let's ride with him. But tomorrow, Golden State plus three, Curry rebounds in a big way. I'm looking at this. Did Seth Curry? Oh, he did play. Okay. Because that's an interesting thing. Like uh, they were talking about Seth Curry sitting. Um, actually, no one ended up sitting, right? He was supposed to maybe sit. And you, you, know, would, you, would, you would wonder if that was a, a fix, right? <laughs> to try to get Steph back in the playoffs. I don't know, but it didn't, didn't matter. Um, what do I know? Uh, yeah, I'll go Denver minus three. And I think Jokic is a big game. And that will be that for the discussion. All right, our guest today, uh, oh man, so much to say about him. A Heisman Trophy winner, Fox Sports college football analyst, returns to big noon kickoff Saturdays in the fall. What else can I say? He won, oh, he won top five most handsome correspondents on the Fox lot. Now, three years running. Wow. Did I, did I really? Yes, yes, you did. You didn't know this? No, who, who's doing that <laughs> poll? Who's doing that voting? You know, I never asked, but I know it was me, you, uh, Acho, <laughs> Skip Bayless. I'm not sure. I'll, I'll get the those are the big four. We were those. No, 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 Furman or Travis. <laughs> no, no, Travis. No, people don't like Travis. You wouldn't believe it. <laughs> you know, surprise, uh, surprisingly, I like Clay. I, I know you do. do. I do too. I'm, he's I'm one of he's, the few. One of the few people in this world. He's he's uh, he's charming, and I hate that yeah. he's so charming and likable in uh, in real life. But um, <laughs> hey, let me ask you this: so the draft is coming up in six days. Who do you hate more? Do you hate the guy who never played college football and tries to talk to you and analyze college football with you, or the guy who never played college football and tries to analyze the NFL draft with you? Which one of those people? Oh man, that's a good question. <laughs> um, pro- probably. <laughs> Probably the guy who just never played football in general. I mean, you see, yeah. you see a lot of these guys, and when you see all these analysts and pundits, and mm-hmm. um, you know, they've been doing it a long time. So, so there is some, there is some information there, there is some knowledge there. But gosh, I mean, football is so much beyond measurables and and, and just watching film and trying to see. Okay, my eyes are telling me this. It's really about uh, you know, you know, playing the game, the emotional side of the game, the mental part of the game, you know, how bad you want it to work at like all of those things. So, um, you know, I, I think this is the point Sal, in the, in the draft process where it just, I mean, I'm just, I think everyone's just tired, right? It's like, geez, man, like what else can we talk about this kid? Like right. kids are sliding down draft boards for no reason. Kids are being, you know, elevated for no reason. Like, you know, it's just part, and I remember going through it. It's exhausting when you're that kid, you know, it's exciting. Obviously you're going to get drafted and, um, you know, your life's going to change, but my God, it's, it's, there's so much going on and you just have a lot of people out there who never played a damn snap of football <laughs> trying to say, well, this is the right fit for this kid because, uh, cause I see this on tape. Well, dude, have you, have you taken a snap from center? First of all, have you got hit by a dude before? Like, right. like give me a break, but you <laughs> know, right. it's, 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 it's people's jobs. And, um, you know, I, 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 
I like I like a lot of the guys. I listen to a lot of guys. I think a lot of guys have good things to say, but it's tough when when they've never been on a field before. No, I get it. I absolutely get it. Um, like like when people probably talk like, about how yeah, handsome they like have you. to be. Probably probably like you. But I, <laughs> I, I don't play, hear you breaking down the draft. I now, played three you know? years of high school. Is that good? And you know, I started seeing. Hey, that's no, okay. A lot of blood, sweat, and tears there, dude. <laughs> All right, that's right. You got some football <laughs> players, uh, uh, Jordan. You know, uh, high school uh, pedigree, but that, but that's about it. But I want to talk. Take you back to your draft day, two thousand six. I was looking at some of the mock drafts from back there, and I actually remember this. You were people had you penciled in at number three with Tennessee, probably because of Norm Chow, and you know he was with you at USC. Did you know on draft day that they weren't taking you, or were you like, "Holy shit!" Were you surprised when they passed you over? So yeah, so okay, I got a, a couple of great draft day stories for you guys. Let's hear. Um, so to that to that question. Norm Chow. So yeah, Norm Chow was the OC in Tennessee. Uh, Jeff Fisher was obviously obviously the head coach, USC guy, great dude. Mm-hmm. Um, they Norm called me the night before the draft, and I knew the whole time. I you know I, I worked out with them privately. I flew out there, you know all those things. And um, Norm, he always to this day says I, I literally stood on the table for you to draft you. Mm-hmm. Um, and he taught he called me the night before and said we're taking Vince. You know he said the owner wants Vince Young. I mean, that was, uh, that was that, that, that's literally what went down. I said, okay. Um, so obviously after three, I remember thinking, all right, it could be the jets um, because there was a lot of, you know, the, the Joe Namath and this and that, there was a lot of, there was a lot, they worked me out. That was uh, uh, Schottenheimer. Mm-hmm. Uh, Mangini was the head coach, Tannenbaum. They flew out to LA privately worked me out, um, had a great workout for them. Just a good couple days with those guys. Um, so that was a possibility. But then after that, it was a crapshoot. Um, mm-hmm. It was a crapshoot. So obviously, I ended up going 10 to Arizona, never interviewed with Arizona, never met with any of their coaches. I, I met with their quarterback coach at the combine when they do, they'll do like the 15 to 20 minute interviews. And then they'll also do like, they'll bring every dude, I don't know if they still do it, but they'll, they'll have every, they'll have these like, um, you know, like a, like a hall or something, these tables. And you mm. almost, it's like speed dating. You just go table to table with coaches and you get like five minutes with a coach. Really? That was the only time I met with Arizona. Um, so, so one other quick thing. I remember um, Oakland was at seven. They ended up taking Michael Huff. Al <laughs> yeah. Davis, I, I met with the late great Al Davis up in Oakland. Art Shell was the coach at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, and Al Davis told me to my face in his office, he's like, gosh, if you're there at seven, I don't, I don't think we could pass you up. Uh, um, and sure enough, obviously they did. So I go to 10. Okay. So two quick, uh, <laughs> stories. So, uh, I went 10, Jay Cutler went 11, right? Denver, um, yeah. Denver, apparently this is what my agent told me. Buffalo picked nine. I think Denver was trying to trade up with Buffalo, uh, to get to nine, trade ahead of Arizona to draft. They were going to take J or I, I guess, whoever was available. I think they were the the word was they were trying to trade with Buffalo at nine, and it was like a last second thing, um, like thirty seconds on the clock, and and I think Buffalo backed out. They ended up taking Dante Whitner, mm. um, the safety from Ohio State, I believe, at nine. So then I went ten, Jay went eleven, so on and so forth. So okay, so that was happening. I didn't know that was happening during the day. All right. <laughs> so the cool story. So I just kind of I knew I kind of I just found this out the other day. So. Uh, Steve Clarkson, my old quarterback coach, you guys might have heard the name. Yeah. Um, 
he was in the draft with me, pretty heavily involved in my draft process. We were talking on the phone and he's like, dude, do you know how close you were to going to New Orleans at two? And I said, I said, I, I kind of knew, like I knew they, they really liked me. They flew me out there um, and they were, I think they just signed Drew or yeah, that off season they signed Drew, but Drew obviously had the shoulder issues. So they right. weren't sure what's going on. So apparently they, they were like ready to draft me, but, and they thought Reggie was going to go one. If Reggie went one, which uh, Houston took Mario Williams, mm-hmm. um, Reggie went two, obviously if Reggie was going one. They were drafting me at two, the same, wow. which I didn't know. Yeah. Even, I, even with Drew, um, there, which would have been, you know, which would have been crazy. You know, it's just like, it, you always hear these stories. Remember, I think if Drew would have went to Miami or, or Saban, that whole thing, like how that would have shuffled the deck of all these careers and stuff. I always wonder, man, if I would have went to New Orleans and backed up Drew or, or something would have happened. Yeah. Um, but that was, that was really close as well. I just found that out uh, like a couple of weeks ago that they were all in on me, I guess. And then uh, like Drew passes physical or something. And then Reggie, obviously, who we all know how great he was right. um, and a great saint. So, but yeah, pretty, pretty funny, man. Just, it's crazy how, how these draft things work. You know, you just never know what's going on behind the scenes. And I like what, 15 years later, I just found out that the saints were like seconds from taking me. Isn't that crazy? You, you would think you knew everything yeah. there was to know about that draft and 15, like 15 knew, years yeah. from now, you might find out that Houston wanted you number one. Like maybe there's nowhere to go. <laughs> Above that, I don't think, but that's it's, it's nuts that you, the stories are endless with this. Did it did it hurt you extra that Vince Young was taken third? It had to a little bit. They beat you in January. I lost a lot of money on that game. That freaking game, I hated. I parlayed it with whatever wild card favorite was that Saturday. And for God's sakes, it's the greatest game of all time. Are you sick of people telling you it's the greatest game of all time when you were on the losing end? Oh man, you know, sadly, yeah, I've become so used to it, so numb to it because it's yeah. like, I mean, we cover Texas at Fox, obviously the Big 12, so we always talk about that. Vince and I are boys, so, right. you know, it always comes up, but I, I got to be honest, it stung a little bit to, to not be picked, and I knew it wasn't Norm's fault, but, you know, you hear all of these things in these drafts, and you hear, well, we're going to take you, and 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 we're, you know, there, there's no way we don't, we don't take you, and then all of a sudden you don't get picked, and then all of a sudden it's like, holy crap, like, how far am I going to fall down? Like, right. why am I here? Like, you just don't know. I mean, um, obviously I fell to 10, which, you know, was, you know, at the end of the day, it's 10th and I'm very grateful to be picked by the Arizona at the time, but I feel like my feelings were probably hurt a little bit just because <laughs> like, damn, like Vince just beat me my own core. And, and you know, the perception out there is, Oh, wow. USC Fisher and child don't want their own, don't want their quarterback. You know, they don't, they don't know that, Norm right. was pounding the table for me the night before, and so was Fisher, but, you know, their mm-hmm. hands were kind of tied. So it all works out. You know, obviously, you know, Arizona w- was ups and downs for me, but I learned a lot there. I, I went to a Super Bowl. We lost, but got to play in a Super Bowl. Um, so, you know, it all works out for a reason. Underrated Super Bowl. One of the great Super Bowls of Honestly, all time. Honestly, one of the great – yeah, yes. think about it. One of the great Super Bowls. I tell my son all the time, I'm like, dude, like, we were – I mean, the crazy – from Ben to Santonio Holmes, that crazy pass from winning the Super Bowl. I mean, how, like, that's a game of centimeters, like literally centimeters. And, um, I well, mean, you might have, it might have had two of the top seven Super Bowl plays of all time between the Holmes catch and James Harrison, the 101 yard return before the half, right? That, yeah, that was crazy. Also, I mean, you remember Larry's touchdown, um, where he split the safeties and just, and it was, I'm actually getting goosebumps thinking about it because I remember we're huh. there right on the sideline. And it was just an, it was an under route. We knew the concept 
And they ran a lot of cover too. And Troy Palomalo, who I love, was a teammate of mine at USC, was just always, he kind of did his own thing. That's how great he was. But he'd also be out of alignment a lot. And I don't know if he was out of alignment or whatever, but Larry took a five-yard in route and literally, and, and Troy runs a, runs a 4-3, four, 4-4, four, four, and Larry's not known for his speed. I mean, Larry left them in the dust, man. Mm-hmm. And you see the highlight. And you see him looking up at the jumbotron behind him right. as he's running, which is freaking awesome, man. And I remember me. Remember, you'll probably remember. Remember Brian St. Pierre. Remember the yeah. name Brian St. Pierre. He was sure. he was the other quarterback with me, and we were just we were literally running down the sideline like that. <laughs> no, two minutes two minutes left on the clock, and we're about to win the Super Bowl, and then uh, and then we lose. <laughs> so crazy. Let me ask you this: Would you know if I said over under five and a half players from your draft class? that played in 2020, what would you say? Would you say oh, over? Oh, wow. From 2006. Right. Oh, I say under. Under. Bri, what is it? It's over, right? It is over. It's over at six. Let, see, me, see, let me see if I can name somebody. Okay, yeah, um, go ahead, sure. Uh, Th- these are guys that were drafted, though. There there might have been some undrafted guys. Right. Get, get, give, me, give me a little hint right here. I feel like... Well, we have, uh, we have a... There's 15 two, years. There's a kicker in there. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know any of the kickers that got drafted. Uh, this is your Jeopardy audition. You're not doing very well. <laughs> there's actually, actually three of these guys are drafted from the Bengals. I don't know from if that, the, that doesn't from, really help. From the Bengals. Oh, uh, Whitworth. Yep, Whitworth is one. For yep. sure, Whitworth. Um, great dude, by the way. Great dude. Um, holy, 15 years. And, yeah, I know. Uh, it's crazy. I can't, I can't even, I couldn't even name another one. Yeah, so, uh, was one of them a linebacker? Uh, no, no, you're wrong. Mm. So jo- Jonathan Joseph, Mercedes, oh, yeah. Lewis, Mercedes mm. Lewis. Oh, Mercedes. I played with J. Joe in Houston. I should have known that. I knew it. Mercedes, I should have known for mm. sure. God, I can't believe he's still playing. <laughs> yeah. So you have, you have mm. Whitworth that you said, uh, Guskowski was the kicker. Oh, okay. Uh, I didn't even know we were in the same draft class. Sam. Dude's like one of the best kickers of all time. Sam Koch, the punter. And Damato Pecco was... Uh, as well, detox. Yeah, still, still he's still around. Shit. Yeah, right. still playing. Wow, that's that's crazy. Crazy, mm. Matt. You uh, obviously tight with Urban Meyer. Worked on Fox oh. Big Noon Kickoff, and he's gone now. Um, did he tell you he was taking the Jacksonville job before it was announced, or you're not allowed to say? Um, yeah, I mean, he called each one of us and told us. Mm-hmm. Uh, we kind of knew. It's uh, Urban's funny man because like he he would always. Like even in the first year, I, I I always thought he'd he'd eventually get back. You know, part of me was like he loved TV. I don't know if you ever talked to him in the studio, but he loved like you talk to his family and and you just like and and Urban's a pretty like he just tells you how it is. Like he loved it and, mm-hmm. and he loved the boys and we had a great team and we had a lot of fun and he liked kind of that life. It's but a good you could group. always tell, yeah, you could always just tell he missed it because he's so damn competitive, and he would always just like. It was either me or Brady just be like, hey, what do you, what do you, uh, what do you think of, you know, the Brown, the Brown's been talking to me. What do you think? Like, this was two years ago. And mm-hmm. Brady, like, coach, hell no. You, you ain't going back into coaching <laughs> to coach the Browns. You know, he's like, he's like, what about what college? Like, he was always fishing just for like, whether it was, whether he cared about our opinion, he was always fishing for just thoughts from us. Like, hey, what's the NFL like or this or that? And then obviously before Jacksonville, um, he had, we were, we'd always be in these, in these production meetings and 
he'd write like on a napkin or something. He'd go like J A X question mark. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm like, I, I think I wrote like, yeah, you get your quarterback or something, you know, whatever. And, and so he, but that was just like, for me, he'd done that like 10 times in two years. So I'm just like, right. Shit. Maybe he's thinking about it, you know? So obviously we were hearing the rumors were, were all over the television and mm-hmm. at this time we already knew he was taking it, but he called each one of us and, uh, you know, he, he's a, he's great, man. I, I really, once you kind of peel back those layers, like right. he's, he, he, he's a great dude. He's extremely loyal, extremely competitive. I think he's going to be great to be honest with you. I, I think he's, um, I, I think, I think he's going to win there to be honest. I, I don't know if that means super bowls, but he's going to turn them around. He's um, a winner. Yeah, sure. He, he, he's a winner. Um, he, I think he gets it. Like he's not, you know, we told him, I said, coach, like, you know, coaching these players is not, is different than coaching 18, 20 year old kids. You know, like mm-hmm. these are grown men. Like these are, these are guys making 20, $30 million a year. They don't, you know, they need a, they need a guy just to kind of write the ship. They don't need a right. drill sergeant. They don't need these types of guys. And that's kind of what he was known for. And he was like, you know, like I'm going to, but he's a great leader. That's the thing. Like his leadership ability and his philosophy, it reminds me a lot of Pete Carroll, but just different personalities. But the way, like you could listen to Pete Carroll's talk for hours in a classroom just because he's so he's so gifted and he's such a great leader in that in that sense. Urban's the same way, just with a different personality. So I think he'll command that locker room. Um, they'll respect him, and uh, you know, as long as I know he's got some guys on the staff, but as long as he can put a good staff together, which I think he believes he has, you know, um, they're gonna they're gonna they're gonna do pretty well. Did you call Pete Carroll? You mentioned Pete Carroll. Uh, when Urban left, did you call him and say, hey, listen, coach, you don't need to, all this drama going on in Seattle. Come do TV with <laughs> me and Reggie. You'll get paid. You put makeup on. We'll be on television. <laughs> you think he would go for something like that? Or is he just uh, coach until, until it's all over? I think, I think you know, I, I, I know just, and, and I could be wrong, but I know through people that I, I think at some point he's going to uh, be a professor at USC. I think that's his end goal. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, end goal after um, after coaching. I don't hey, listen. I think Pete's the type of guy. As long as he's healthy and he's you know his person, you know all of those things. Um, mm. His personality is never going to change. That's always been the same. But I think as long as he's healthy and that grind and all of that mental grind and and you know he's got to keep winning, obviously. But um, he'll do that for another couple of years. And then um, yeah. from what I hear, I think you know he wants to teach kind of that a leadership or philosophy type of class at USC, which I that's think he fun. would be great at. Yeah, that, that's what I hear. You know, I don't know if that's true, but I heard from some people um, around campus that, you know, that he's been talking to people about that at some point. Yeah, so, you should wait till he's like 80 or 85 for that, right? <laughs> What's he, is, 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 coach, you're not, get, you're not getting any younger there, you know? But, uh, yeah. Sal, so, so, yeah, little, little known fact, though, that Pete Carroll's son played baseball for our dad. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. The Coley brothers, they've uh, from Long Island, Harborfield High School, right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah when he was right. when awesome. he was when he was coaching at the Jets, yeah. Yeah, I played against his son when in, in high school. Yeah, it's fun. That's oh, that's fun. cool. Br- uh, that's Brennan, probably, right? Brennan. Yep, yeah. Brennan. That's yep. right. But yeah, he's at uh he's at U of A now. Yep. Is he? Yeah. There you go. Oh man, yeah. I wish you you your coach you're close with Urban Meyer, but it's Trevor Lawrence is such a prohibitive favorite to go number one. Betting wise, because I'm always looking through the lens of gambling, you yeah, can't make any on, money. Don't bet on that. You can't win any money. Some <laughs> yeah. for some reason, and maybe a good reason, Zach Wilson is locked into number two for the Jets. Who do you think San Francisco traded up to get at three, or was it just did they have three guys in mind and say, "All right, I'm going to take the best out of Lawrence Wilson and either Fields 
or Jones or or Lance. What well, so think? yeah, I mean, it's 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 obviously you bet the farm to get the three. You're you're, you're they're taking a quarterback. We know that. I mean, there's this isn't smoke and mirrors. Mm-hmm. Um, look, I, I think I, I love all these guys. I, I know the least. I know the little the least amount about Trey Lance. I think as we all do, just the least mm-hmm. amount of tape. Um, watch some watch a couple games on him, but um, I. I I love Fields. He's my second, you know, and and one maybe I'm biased. I studied him. I watched him the last couple of years, but like I, I don't understand, and I feel like it's always one every year. I don't understand the you know all the criticism with him sliding and, and this or that. And I, you know, I talked to some coaches at Ohio State, and they just everyone's baffled, you know. And maybe it's to get one of these teams draft them a little later. Obviously, we know that we know what the game is like for the draft, but. He's my second, um, you know, Wilson's my third guy and Mac Jones is my fourth. All that being said, from what I hear, and, and, and again, I hate saying from my sources, but from people that, that know Shanahan really well, mm-hmm. um, it's Mac Jones. I mean, that, that's, that's all I hear. Um, and, and I trust the person that told me that. Um, and it's, it's, you know, it's, it's certainly look at Mac Jones. You could say what you want. Like the dude had a great year. Um, it remind me of what Burrow did last or a couple of years ago. Uh, I think Burrow's a better athlete, you know, moves around a little better, but, um, both had elite talent around them in college. Um, and both are just, you, you put on the games, you're like, dude, like the, the accuracy, the on time running and being coached by Sarkeesian, who I know is just extremely is a wonderful, wonderful, incredible quarterback coach and offensive mind. So that kid will be farther along than probably Justin Fields and some of these guys, as far as just QB acumen, his knowledge of that position. But um, look, Shanahan's offense is unbelievable. I played, I played in it under Gary Kubiak in Houston. Um, he is the perfect fit for that. I know we say that a lot. I personally think they should take Justin Fields because fit is great, but now you have a guy that can take you over the top with his ability to, to run and his arm strength and all of those things. I mean, we've heard the debate for months now between these two, mm-hmm. um, but all signs from what I hear, it's Mac Jones at three, which uh, yeah. listen, good for him, man. Like I, I love that kid. I, I got a chance to interview him this year and I talked to Sark about him multiple times. And he said, this kid is like one of the most competitive kids he's been around. Like he, he battled it out at, at Alabama, never transferred. Um, you know, heard he wasn't good enough. Bryce Young, who's old modern day recruit, was the number one recruit in America last year. Everyone thought he'd come in and kind of take the job. Mac Jones said, no way. Um, you know, he came out there, he balled. I mean, you hear what, what did Devontae Smith say? Like Mac or Tua, he said Mac without a, without a question. Hmm. Um, so like this kid, this kid is good, man. He can play. And, uh, his film is as impressive as anybody in this draft. It's just, um, you better be sure if you're San Francisco, you're John Lynch. I mean, you're betting the farm to take right. this quarterback. He better be your guy for the next 10, 12 years. Yeah. And that's, so I, I'm curious what, how, where you scrutinize players more or in, in, in these specific players. Do you, so here are the biases, right? Fields bias is the sliding and that Ohio state quarterbacks have not fared that well. The last three in the NFL, right? right. Probably unfair. Uh, Mac Jones, the bias is, well, everyone who uh, takes snaps for Alabama is going to be good. Look at Tua. Many people, maybe not Devontae Smith, think that Tua is vastly more talented, and he struggled. A middling freshman year in the NFL. Is Mac Jones scrutinized the wrong way, or is Trey Lance scrutinized? Maybe he gets too much credit for playing against inferior talent, right? 
Right. Yeah. No, I think that that's the one for me with, with Trey. That's not a knock on him because that kid, I mean, he just oozes talent potential, but you, you play and, and I hate because, you know, Carson Wentz, I still think is a pretty good quarterback and obviously mm-hmm. he had some really good years. Um, but, you know, with, with, with such a limited amount of games and, you know, and then some of the games you're like, man, like the accuracy's all over the place. And he only threw what 318, you know, attempts in college. So like, Trust me, I know. I, I didn't have a great career in the NFL. I know how hard it is, and I played at, at the top school at the time, you know, against mm. pretty pretty damn good competition. Um, so so that one for me, uh, look, I, I think the one that bothers me, and it's obviously one that that I would use for myself as well, you know, gosh, look at Liner back in the day. I, even though I'm so old now, no one even talks about I made mean, the draft. But, like, I had elite talent around me, and then you get to the NFL, and it, it's, well, everyone's good, you know. Uh, you know, can you make guys better around you? Um, you know, I would look at, you know, some of the guys in, in college, you know, Baker Mayfield had elite talent around him. I think he's been pretty damn good. Uh, he yeah. had a good year this year, obviously. I think he's, he's, uh, kind of chucked away a lot of that criticism from him. Um, I, you know, I, so, so I think with Mac Jones, um, look, you go to Alabama, you're going to an elite, you know, elite team, you're going to have elite players. You know, I, right. I don't care. I trust what I see. I trust there's a lot more there, you know, you, I look at, you know, okay, the intangibles, right? You look at, first of all, you look at, okay, accuracy, decision-making, does this ball get on time? Does he throw guys open instead of waiting until they get open? Does, you know, uh, you know, how does he move around in the pocket? Can he stand in the pocket and take hits? What does he do against the blitz? I mean, look, Alabama was great, but he still faced all of those things, and he's just like, he's a machine. He was a lot like Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow was a machine in that offense. Mm-hmm. Um so, so for me, a lot of the NFL, we saw it with Sam Darnold in New York. Like, like Sam's a good player. I think he's going to ball in Carolina. I really do. You go to a, you go to a bad place. You go to bad coaching. Man, you're gonna you're gonna get washed up real quick. Mm-hmm. The thing about the Ohio State criticism to me, I think, is completely like BS. Is is he if he's getting compared to okay JT Barrett? There's no comparison. JT Barrett was not going to be an NFL quarterback as much as we all loved him in college. He wasn't going to, he was not an NFL player. I think everybody knew that Cardell Jones played three games, like three games and balled, but like, you know, right. I, I don't, I mean, that, that, that was a small sample size. You know, right. I don't even think he went first round. Mm-hmm. Dwayne Haskins obviously is the one. And I remember urban telling me when he came out, he said he, and, and he did, he spoke highly of him, but he said, this dude has only played what 13 games. Like he's never been hit. And he had that great year. He's never been hit. And, mm-hmm. and, and Ohio State's offenses are pretty damn special with a lot of talent too. So like Justin Fields has played two years. He's had some bad games. He's been hit a lot. He's had some damn near great games. You look at what he's done in the playoffs. Look what he did against Clemson against a, it's against a really good defense. I mean, he was he was unbelievable. Played with what I think cracked ribs or bruised ribs. Yeah, so yeah, like yeah. Justin Fields is way different than than the last three or four quarterbacks at Ohio State. I, I think that to me is complete bogus. Uh, he he is he is more talented than any of those quarterbacks in a long time. Well, and you know the the flip side, the obvious flip side to oh, Mac Jones has you know the crazy ballers around him, and same with Justin Fields. They're also playing a higher level defense, right? That you know you you got Wisconsin in uh, three right. degree weather is going to play defense different than the Trey Lance uh, who Lance is going up against, and obviously the SEC. You know, you're, you're probably going to see six first rounders on defense from the. From the yeah, yeah, you're you're facing you know week in and week out 
you're going to have two or three corners go in the first round. Mm -hmm. uh, you're going to have, you're going to see all the D linemen that they get. Those guys go, you know, those are just men over there in the South, all the linebackers. And you, so you're facing, like you said, you're facing, I don't care if it's, if it's, you know, Kentucky or, you know, LSU was pretty bad last year, but like, those are like, those are NFL players and, right. and you are absolutely torching that. Like, Torch him, and, and the same argument. I, I swear, I, I like, and I love Joe Burrow. I think he is freaking awesome, and he showed last year in Cincinnati. Obviously, cut short, but how good he could be. Like Joe Burrow's the same thing. He had Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, Marshall, all these guys. Clyde edwards alaire a great offense line. Joe Brady, and I don't right. think any of us, any of us really picked him apart as far as having elite talent around him. Maybe it's because he was a better athlete and he moved around better than Matt Jones. But mm -hmm. um, I, look, if you can play the position. Um, you know, and, and you go, look, you go to Shanahan and you go to that offense, he's going to like, like, he's going to, you're going to be successful. Like, like Mac Jones, if he goes that offense, he'll be successful. Now, is he that much better than Jimmy Garoppolo? I mean, you know, they're going to probably bet the house that he is. I mean, if that's who they, if that's what they're taking. So, right. uh, but, but look, this is a really, I mean, those five guys are really talented and, and really different in a lot of ways. It's going to be exciting to see kind of where they all go. Definitely. I want to talk to you. Uh, I, I could talk to you for hours, but I, I got to let you go. Soon. But U <laughs> USC, because I had Scalabrini on and I talked to Jeff Schwartz a lot. And those are, uh, you know, Pac-12 contemporaries of yours. When USC, when UCLA was doing well, USC obviously played well in the NCAA tournament. UCLA went further, went to the final four. Were you rooting for UCLA to advance? You know what? Um, oh no, I don't like this already. <laughs> I no. So first of all, I knew we were going to get our ass kicked by Gonzaga. You I did just knew it, really? Like, and we did. It's not like I'm not going out on a ledge saying that. I just like I watched. I watched a lot. I love USC hoops. I love college basketball. So I watched a lot of USC this year. And I know yeah. Coach Enfield pretty well, and um, so I'm always rooting for them. And I, I just, I mean, I thought I just. I just didn't think we were going to beat them. Um, mm -hmm. Now, I didn't think UCLA was going to make that run um, as well. But um, I was, you know what? I was rooting for the Pac-12 at that point. Um, <laughs> it's crazy. And I got to be, I got to be honest with you. I had a lot of money on UCLA. If oh, they okay. would have won that game. I was, I played in like a Calcutta league, actually with a lot of uh, Manhattan beach guys. Oh, what, 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 where's my call with, for that? By the way, <laughs> you're in next year. It was awesome. So <laughs> like, there was like, there was like 12 teams and I never played in this. Um, I played like the tourney every year with with some guys. But like yeah. uh, one of my uh, Cole's uh, friends' dads, like, hey, you want to be my partner? And it was like, you know, uh, the pot. It's you know, obviously, can go on for an hour talking about how it worked. But it was like got up to like sixteen, eighteen thousand dollars or something. And <laughs> if you pick enough teams to advance further, that's when you start. The money rounds are like Sweet Sixteen and and further along. Mm -hmm. So we had. We it was an auction league, so we bought UCLA Michigan State as a playing game. We bought it for like thirty bucks. Right. But we had Illinois who choked. We had like six teams. Like we ended up with with like a certain amount of money. We bought six teams. So we were we were all in on Illinois. <laughs> uh, we paid big for them, lost. Mm. So we had UCLA. UCLA saved us. So to be honest with you, wow. If they would, yeah, they saved us. So we ended up almost breaking even, which was like obviously if UCLA just loses in the in the Sweet Sixteen, like we're down probably a couple thousand bucks. So right. uh, that's why I, you need the money. Them. I understand the times <laughs> are tough, but uh, no, well, but uh, when did this switch? Because I need to, everyone I ask is rooting for their conferences. I, I would not think that was the answer, but when, obviously when you were at USC, when you attended, 
you were not rooting for UCLA in any capacity, right? So was it right after you graduated, a couple years after that you loosened up on that? Or listen, I, I <laughs> I'm probably I'm by the way, I'm married to a Bruin. Okay. So my wife is right. UCLA. Yeah. So I'm I get it. Um I was a diehard UCLA football. I was a diehard UCLA football basketball fan growing up. So mm-hmm. obviously the UCLA, you know, the, you know, uh, Tyus Edney in 94, Toby Bailey, like I could name like that whole team. Like I watched UCLA, George fun, Zedek, you know, all of yep. those guys. Um, so I was a big UCLA basketball fan and my, and uh, my, actually my Cedric Bozeman was my teammate at modern day. I played basketball. He went to UCLA. So I was always rooting for UCLA. Um, and then the Cade McNown era, like I just like that's when UCLA was rolling. Mm-hmm. So I loved UCLA growing up. I went there on an unofficial visit with Bob Toledo was a coach. And I was just like, God, this place sucks. You know, like <laughs> it just it was a feeling for me. It was just a personality feeling for me, the team. I just like and then USC actually committed under Paul Hackett, which they were terrible, but it was just a different feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, the, the point is, is, is I like. I never really, and this is going to sound bad, but like we always beat the crap out of UCLA. They weren't right. very good. Like, like, you know, they had good players and buddies of mine, but like we just, it was never really a rivalry for us when I was there, even when Carson was a quarterback. I get it. Yeah. Um, so I never really hate, like I hated Aaron Rodgers and Cal hated them because they mm. beat it, but I hate, they were so caught. I hated them. Um, I hated Notre Dame. <laughs> like, I think I hate Notre Dame more than I ever hated UCLA. And Maybe Some people say more... that's a bigger rivalry, USC well, Notre oh, it, Dame. Yeah. It's a way bigger rivalry. Really? It's a yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. USC Notre Dame to me is one of the best. Um, you know, it's I mean, it's it's different than Michigan Ohio State. It's different than the you know the south the southern ones. But like that's a that's a big big rivalry, man. Like you think about yeah. the tradition of those two schools, all the national championships, the Heisman's, all that. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I've never really. I got to be honest. I've never really hated UCLA. Like, I don't like UCLA, but I've never hated them. And All it's right. so funny, man. My wife's, my wife's, uh, two, like some of her best friends, like they'll text me during like USC, like games, like, like they're sweating. Oh my God. I hate you guys. I'm like, dude, guys chill. Dude. Like, <laughs> I don't care. Like, I really don't. Um, but yeah, so I, I uh, but I was, I was rooting for UCLA for, for reasons I told you before. So. I want to thank you because you have uh, you worked with my, my son's on the JV here in town for uh, Miracosta. I, I see the hat, man. I love yes, the hat. yes. He plays uh, both ways, defensive end and, and guard. And uh, they went four and one in a, a shortened season. But you worked with uh, the quarterback, Will Doherty, uh, 18 touchdowns, two picks. Good job by you. He's going to be all right, right? I, yeah, great. A great kid. You know, so he. Um, I didn't get a chance to make it to any game because the first three I was out of town was bombed. I was, and then I know with COVID and all that, and just right. my son's playing, you know, travel basketball every weekend. So it was just, it was hard. He's but a I was, year I was younger, getting, right? He's a, he's yeah. A, he, yeah. Okay. He's a year younger. So, uh, well, he's in eighth grade right now, eighth but, um, yeah. um, so, I, but I'm getting updates from Will's, you know, parents and stuff. And like, I, I was training him, started training him probably, what is he 16? So probably like 10, 11, he was 11 years old. Yeah. Just, at the, you know, just at the parks at Costa and man, I'll tell you what, uh, he's, he's a, he's a great kid, works his ass off, loves it. And I really, I was, I really, I told his mom, I was like, I, I think he can play college football. I really do. I, you know, Miracosta, you know, obviously, you know, with, with, you know, there's not a lot of guys going to college from Miracosta, right. it's just not a football school. But the size, as you know, he's a big, big kid, has a great arm, and he just he wants to be he wants to play so bad. 
Right. Um, so it's, it's really been fun to watch him. Like I, I, he sends me his highlights and stuff and texts me like he, and he's like one of my kids, man. Like I know that kid since he was little. So. And um, you told his mom, you you told his mom, like, Hey, we have to get him into UCLA. That's my favorite school. Right. (laughs) (laughs) By the the way, his mom, his mom went to USC. So (laughs) she's she's more of a Trojan, more of a Trojan, more of a Trojan than I am. That's for sure. Now I want to ask you, you're very outspoken about on Twitter. Why don't you want the kids to go back to school? (laughs) Why don't, why don't I, or Uh, did I read that wrong? Maybe I'm reading these wrong. You do or you don't want. Dude, I love, I love this stuff, man. Like, obviously, listen, COVID, I mean, in all seriousness, COVID is not yeah. something to, to joke around right. about. I get right. that. But like, at this point, you know, my, my, my older son just went back to school um, at the middle school. And like, the first week, it was like an hour for two hours a week. Mm-hmm. Um, now it's three hours a day, every day, you know, Monday to Friday. And the, the reason why it just bothers me, and I think I speak for a lot of people, is just like my nephew and niece are in Florida, um, and they're ones in high school, ones in seventh grade, and they've been they've been back for a year, like right. both. And they've had maybe you could count the cases on one hand, and we mm-hmm. know Florida um, had, you know, I don't know the, the exact numbers, but Florida had a lot of cases. So nah, like, I, was careful. Yeah. I, I just, you know, I think it's just at some point, you know, you know, it's, it's, you just, we just got to look at numbers and we got to look at all of those things and not to sound so political and all that stuff. No, it's I, like, I didn't want at some joke. point, man, like, like, dude, our kids are suffering, dude, like bad. Like, like we don't think about the mental health of these kids. I know a lot of kids who, who are dealing with issues, man. Like, like I, I know a lot of the parents, we have these conversations on group chats and it's, and you just feel like, these people don't care. I think that's the big gripe with the parents is like, they're just not doing anything to help our children when that's what they're, you know, like, like that's what their job is to do is to help our kids get them back into school and all that stuff. So, yeah. Um, I think we're on the backside of it, obviously, but it's been, right. it's been a bummer, man. Can I tell you a story, a quick story? My wife, who was very uh, also, but these kids have to go back. They have to go back. She did everything uh, short of carrying a picket sign up and down Manhattan beach Boulevard and then they decide they're going to send the kids back. But the kids at first had an option if they can go back. And my kid said, I'm not going back. He and his friends decided. <laughs> and there was screaming. I was like, you guys sort this out. And he's like, Dad, oh. Dad, I roll out of bed. I put the Zoom on. If there's a quiz, I could look down at my notes. Like, what? He's like, come on. He's like, you. And then I have to pretend to be outraged. But eventually, oh, now, yeah. every, now everyone's back. But it is weird that they, they when, when given the decision, even after a year, some of the kids are like, nah, I, I like being in my pajamas for first four periods. You, yeah, got it. Talk about like the, the amount, and I'm sure, I don't know, maybe this was your wife's role, but like, I, you know, the amount of policing that I did with my older boy, Yeah. the first, you know, the first, you know, when, when we didn't know what was going on, we're like, dude, what's going on? Like the amount of policing and like, you got to do this, make sure you got to do this. You got to do like, it, it was stressful. I mean, I actually ended up getting um, Cole, like a, like a tutoring service where, he just he just goes to a place and he just does like he does his zooms there with someone else watching him because I couldn't handle it in the house anymore. Like I was right. gonna like rip my hair out. Um, he, unlike your son, he was like he's like dying to get back in was school because he, he yeah. just he just misses like I think I think he wants to get out of the house and he just misses his boys. Um, you know I think so that like was the thing. My yeah. kid was seeing whoever they wanted to see anyway, so it was like yeah. kind of no, yeah, right. whatever. But yeah. uh, but no, it's I'm glad everyone's back and. Uh, yeah, it's uh, it's been some run. It really has, but we're you're right. We're on the uh, backside of it, and it's looking good. Um, what do you got? So, what are you doing now? You got a you could just hang out until the fall, or you got you got stuff going on. 
Dude, I'm uh well I got I my wife and I have a one year old, so Right. He's uh he's he's fun and a handful and we're uh my wife's I always say we're due, but my wife's due in a month. Like we're having another baby. Oh, nice. Uh, Good for you. Congratulations. Congrats. Congrats. Thanks, man. Thanks guys. So yeah, it's, uh, um, and then obviously that my eighth grader. So, um, having another boy, Mm. so I have three boys, the eighth grader sales, you know, you just, I'm driving around sports all the time, which is a blast, but you know, we're just, you're just always moving around. The one year old is, is getting, he's fine. He's running around and then now another newborn. So, um, but we are, we are picking up a little bit with college football stuff, uh, soon. Uh, we have a couple days coming up, good, big game. Bob's coming out, Bob Stoops. So we got who I nice. love. He's coming out. We're doing, uh, you know, some of our marketing stuff and, and getting the, getting the band together to, um, golf a little bit that comes up and then, and then actually like media days and it, it's, it's almost back to normal. So like we'll have media days and all that. Um, so, so, you know, a handful of days here and there throughout the next couple months and then, you know, mid July, we start doing our, our zoom shows as we started last year, we're going to start doing those every week. So, um, enjoying the family right now. And obviously in three weeks, four weeks, we're going to, we're going to be, have our hands full with another baby. So, well, excellent. Congratulations to you. Thanks, buddy. I will send you a, a gift and thanks for spending uh, so much time with us. And yes, get me in that damn Calcutta pool next I, year for crying out I loud. Got, I got you, man. Hey, we got to get dinner, man. We got to catch up. Let's do it. Me, you, Stone. We'll go to Tacolicious. Uh, let's get it on the books. I appreciate it. <laughs> All right, buddy. I'll see you guys. Matt Liner, one of the most Thanks, handsome Matt. men on the Fox Thanks, lot. There you go. All right. Well, that was fun. He's good. Awesome. We learned a lot there, Harry. You learned that Sam Darnold's going to be good. Yeah, I know mm-hmm. she didn't speak up a lot there. He says Fields is going to be good. I didn't want to jump in there because he was on such a roll, but man, he was bashing everything Harry said about quarterbacks between yeah. today yeah, and really exactly. Yeah, really and, and, and he was bashing people who never played football before too. So <laughs> sorry, sorry, Harry. It depends what football we're talking about. Harry did score a goal in his first touch in football. Uh, not American I had one football, pick in but... high school, Brian. I had a pick in high school. Wait, now you played against... football too? What's that? Or is that you played football too, or is that like two? What are you talking about? Like I played, the, I played soccer park. sophomore year. I played football freshman year. You did? We yeah. need vit. We what need this? All this. No, no. One no. pick versus Henniger High no, School. No, no. Not true. Not true. Henniger <laughs> ran the ball every time. Yeah, they They're never through. <laughs> they beat us by uh, sixty, but I had a pick. <laughs> <laughs> I love Liner. All right, you guys want to give your best bets, and I will. I'll pick one of them, and I'll jump on with you. We call this Sharp Tank. Um, how'd we do in the beginning of the week? I can't even I, remember. Uh, I had the Brewers, right? Brewers. Yes. That pit. Oh, Burns, that, that, right? Yeah. Oh, that's crap. what you jumped. Yeah. He's been really good. Right? 40 strikeouts. No, 40 strikeouts. No walks. Right. Crazy. Good Lord. Ooh. He's good. Harry, you had a loser. I, you had, oh, you had Fox over 29 and a half and he, he made like three shots or something. Right. Yeah. And then he had 30 the next night against the same team. There you go. And Paula Kidd, do you <laughs> remember? Didn't I, yeah, I, I give it up uh, for the second game? Oh, you had that Didn't big I? hockey parlay. Three-team hockey parlay. Toronto uh, Won you. the first two, came down to the last game. Toronto was up 3-2, a uh, little into the third. They ended up losing 5-3. Hmm. So it was no dice there. But uh, All right. Well, been start pretty us good off. with the sharp tank. Start so. us off, Parlay Kid. Give, give us a winner well, for the rest uh, of the year. I know been, there's a good I, UFC I, card. I don't know sure, if you guys right are Right after coming out of retirement with my UFC picks. Uh, I lost my first couple out of retirement, and uh, mm-hmm. but uh, I had Vittori to win by points a couple of weeks ago as a Sharp Tank pick. Mm-hmm. Uh, to it was plus one ninety. That was a winner. Uh, last week had Whitaker by points at plus one thirty five. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm going back to the points here with Usman over Masvidal at minus 120. You're not getting the plus uh, in front of it. But this fight went the distance um, the last time out when Masvidal was on fighting on six days notice mm-hmm. uh, last July. Uh, I believe, yeah, it was last July. And yeah. um, I think this time with a little bit more training, he it will help him last to go the distance, but he's not going to beat Usman. Uh, Usman will take this to the mat. He'll beat him on his feet as well. But Masvidal, I think in his last three losses, just not counting some of his wins, his last three losses have gone the distance. And he normally goes the distance. It's very tough to put him out. So Usman... To win by points, minus one twenty. The uh, yeah, the Askren win isn't looking as good as as good anymore for v- Masvidal, right? I'm trying to look at Masvidal and and Jake Paul common opponents, and they have like three or four. No, all right. So you have uh, Usman by decision. Yeah, brother Bry, you have Shevchenko, right? Is that what you're going to say? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm going to take. I mean, I love some of these fights. You know, I really love the the Rose Damianis. Jang fight is going to be phenomenal. Uh, right. I, I do like Rose in that one too. It's a pretty decent underdog. Uh, I do mm-hmm. love her, but uh, you know, I'm just going to sit back and root for her. I think, but yeah, I like Shevchenko by KO here over Jessica Andrade. Like I'll get, you know, Andrade is always fighting the top fighters, but uh, Val- Valentina is just going to be way too much for her. Like I never throw, I don't really throw the tuition lock out there, you know, like the mm-hmm. parlay kid, but I'd be shocked if she didn't win this one. I like mm-hmm. KO though, because Andrade is super aggressive, always coming forward. I think she'll walk into something like she did when she fought Jang and got knocked out in the first round. So she's going to take a lot of punishment here. Uh, I'm sure Valentina is not too happy with her last fight going the distance against Jennifer Maya. So I think she takes her out. Uh, I like it at plus 200. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, wow. All right. So, man, because, you know, I have to make a big bet on Fox Bet Live Sal, tomorrow. Usman, Shevchenko, so that's what I was... Canelo. Oh. Oh, oh, well, Sal, that's what, well, Canelo's the following week, but that's, yeah. I, yeah, yeah, I can't, oh, I got it. I got it. It all has to play out this weekend, yeah, but we, yeah, yeah, just Usman we, and Shevchenko is minus 178. So I'm looking for something. That's pretty oh, nice, okay. Sal. That's pretty darn nice right there. Really? Yeah. All right. I, I do yep. love, I do love that. I mean, all right. Harry ruined this with a terrible NASCAR well, pick. Go ahead. Yeah, well, if you guys love that, you'll love this. Listen, for <laughs> for months and years now, actually, Sal, you've read out messages from emails from people from uh, Australia, New Zealand, who uh, love our stuff, love our show, and I really don't love anything the rest of the week here. So for those people here, I'm going to give out a pick on Sunday morning, which starts at 4.15 Eastern uh, in the Australian <laughs> Rugby League. Give me the New Zealand Warriors plus 16 and a half over the Melbourne Storm. The last six matches for the New Zealand Warriors, three and three straight up, lost only one of those six by more than 17. Give me the Warriors of New Zealand plus the 16 and a half. Good day, mate. Wow. Joel, and Sal, you Joel. just got your over in the Seattle Boston game. I, I saw I got lucky. I got a grand slam in the 10th. That's so stupid. Mm-hmm. Uh, Joel, what the hell is that from Harry? What what are we what are we gonna do with that? I mean, how can I buy that bet? What do you mean? He is we've moved on from Chinese basketball. It is Australia national rugby season. I would go with Harry. Really? We do love Australia. We do love them. Hey, reach out. Them. Yes, I, I haven't given out the email address in a while. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail.com. Cousin Sal against all odds at gmail. 
Com. Yes, we do have people from Australia that love us. Uh, write in if you if you have complaints about Harry or or anything. We we only really want to hear your complaints. New Zealand Warriors. All right. Uh, and that's 16 Sunday. Sixteen and a half. So. Right. That's interesting. And you Harry, play- how do they keep scoring rugby? He doesn't know. I can't get into it right. <laughs> he didn't play. This isn't one of the play. This isn't one of the sports you're going to tell us in four weeks that you played in uh, like ninth grade uh, or something, Harry. Uh, no. No, I remember and, uh, in, in college, Sal, we couldn't stand all the rugby guys, right? They're all. Uh, yeah, I guess we could say that now, right? We're not going to see them every weekend. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and there's no speed rule, no speed rule in, in rugby that you're going to get burned on here. Mm, I hope not. <laughs> Paulie uh, kid, I'm going with you. Usman by decision, minus that's, 120. That's over a good one. Masvidal. That's a good one. Uh, that's a nice one. Yep. I he, he does have more time to train there. I forgot about that when Masvidal, he took that on a on a few days rest, but Usman is the better fighter. I know I'm going to get slammed. I'm going to put some dumb thing with those two. I'm going to go Usman, Shevchenko, and some free, like Crystal Palace plus two and a half or some bullshit. And <laughs> do gonna, it. Was, yeah, do yeah. it. There's got to be some soccer game. Yeah, it's got to be some soccer game Saturday. That you, Wait, you when's your, uh, we have uh, futures bets, our futures pool, and some of those are still alive, right? Is the semifinals this week? They're like midweek yeah, or something. I have, uh, yeah, I have Chelsea in the Champions League. I think I have them at like eleven and one. I think we took them too, Sal. In the in the in the and other the one, other one? and the really? other one we took Chelsea, right? Did we or do we I, only take them in the parlay? I'm not sure. I don't know. I might have taken it in the parlay. Although, uh, the, although I will say in that other one, it's almost impossible to win because that other guy had a hundred dollars on Randall at thirty to one. I think he did, right? Yeah. yeah. That ain't that ain't gonna help. Uh, let me look at this real quick. We have yes, Chelsea, Brian, Champions League winner. There's someone else. Harry, you have Bayern Munich. You're not even gonna mention that. Or you I think I have Man. Know? Do I have Man U? Are they still Do in Manchester it? I don't United? even know. Are they? Oh, Harry. I think on. I have Manchester United. They're still this. And the parlay kid has Man City. Oh, come okay. on, guys, Man learn City. your teams here. I would love I, to have I, a team. Is left that in who it. I'm on, Man City? Oh. And Toby I'm, I'm, has uh, oh, but Barcelona's out, so that yeah, he doesn't have it. Right, all I'm right. Just far, so those I'm just are following Australian and New Zealand sports now. And that's all right. Well, that's probably good. But yeah, all right. So there are three <laughs> left. I think the semifinals are midweek, Brian. Okay. Yeah, yeah. They start uh, mid next week. All right, there you go. Now, Jim, you have someone too. Do I, Jim? Do you even know this? Yeah, Dortmund to win the Champions League. Oh, but they're. That they're they're done. And Are so they out? Done. Oh, I thought it said. Uh, oh, it doesn't. And, it's and, not and so is Harry. Harry's out too, right? With Bar- yeah. Bar- Bar- all Bar- right. Bar- I'm sorry. Yeah, I, I'm. I'm, I'm not reading the. No, I, I forgot to scroll all the way. Across. Yeah, it's, all the way. It's. Yeah. All it's right. What, there you go. What do you guys got going on, Harry? Uh just got my second COVID shot today. Feeling pretty good. Hopefully, uh, I'll be fine tomorrow. Just gonna do a little relaxing. Mm. Um, oh. Maybe a little exercising, a little more exercising this weekend. Oh, more, listen, the, the running they in the pool is starting again. Harry, what which uh, which vaccine did you get? The Medizer. The, the Medi- what? The Medizer. The Medizer. Moderna. You got the you got the MacGyver. Harry got the MacGyver. Wow. Are you mixing them? Are you doing like a cocktail? That's why I feel good. This whole podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Give me the mix. What is it? (laughs) Mix it up. Well, Harry, you know it's not like an Arnold Palmer. You can't. It's not like lemonade and iced tea. You got to really. You got to get one. You got to commit to Moderna one. Moderna done. And then the second time, that would be great if you saw his card. And the first time was Moderna. The second time was Pfizer. Something like that. Harry lost the first card. Had to get a new card today. 
That's not oh. important. He's losing the cards. He's getting these. You forgot what with the MacGyver. Oh, my <laughs> the God. MacGyver. Parley kid, what do you got going on? <laughs> I, don't know, I, mean, I don't know if anybody else has noticed Harry, like, sniffling, coughing the whole show. <laughs> Listen, not sniffling, uh, coughing. It's uh, Look at this guy. Oh, oh look at the, the they they're thinking they're thinking of discontinuing the medizer because there's been a lot of uh, weird side effects for people. Oh, <laughs> uh, so uh, let's see. Um, yeah, we wrap uh, the boys wrap up their football season uh, this weekend. Like kind of like your abbreviated season. They're four and one. They're kind of yeah. playing like, uh, you know, like they had to forfeit their last game because of COVID reasons, yeah. and uh, so now they're just kind of playing a game to play a game. But uh, that will be it, and then uh, they'll start the cross season, and you know that that's kind of in the same boat here. Mm-hmm. Um, so have Liner still... have Liner work out with the quarterback. That's, oh uh, man, that would be great if he. Uh... Boy, oh boy, that sounds good. Unfortunately, so it sounds like your quarterback's leaving Miracosa. Uh, yeah, Costa, I'm sure he is. Uh, <laughs> by the end not. of this uh, year, I think he's going <laughs> to end up at De La Salle, yes, uh, or uh, <laughs> somewhere. So. Congratulations to him. There you go. Uh, <laughs> Will uh, Darty gone. Thanks for Will thanks Darty. for your time. Uh, yeah, um, that's, uh, yeah. Hey, good for Will Darty. Got a lot of got a lot of publicity today. So good oh, for that kid. Yeah. Eighteen the, and two. That's a, that, I don't care what league you're in. Those are great stats. It's a right nice there, season. So. Goes through his progressions. Like actually, you know, not just locked into one receiver. He really, uh, really does. Yeah, a nice he spreads it around. That sounds like uh, sounds like he's a good kid. And yeah, I wish. I hope he does very well. It's it's uh, Wherever sounds like he he's got going. a future. But uh, yeah, it's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, that's good. All right, brother Bry, what do you got? The brother, brother Bry. Uh, yeah, uh, my daughter's got uh, some lacrosse soccer this weekend. No basketball for me, but yeah, the mm. FC- FCS champion uh, FCS playoffs start too this weekend, so it's going to be some. Oh it's weir- yes, it's weird having football on. That's what I got to do. That's my third leg of the parlay. That's it. Like Montana oh yeah, yeah, or some yeah. Other you team. can find like Delaware's like fifteen. Delaware's okay. at eighteen and a half point favorite against Sacred Heart. Sacred All Heart right. is not is Thank not you. winning first game. That's so. it. That's what I'm yeah. doing right there. Uh, <laughs> hey, Parley Kid, uh, Romo's birthday, Tony Romo's birthday, Wednesday. Harry, an eagle at Corn Ferry uh, today for uh, Romo. Ooh, really? What can't this guy really? do? Let me, take a, let me take a look here. I didn't even well, know. I'm not lying. Why would I make that up? I don't care. No, no, I believe you. I want to see where he wound up, though. Where did he wind up? I don't think it was great, but eagle's pretty good, right? Eagle. My goodness. There you go. He had eagle in the last event that he was in before, too, right? Just and then he freaking, tanked, he eagle. Just, just <laughs> crushes every sport. Every sport. Joel Solomon, uh, what do you got going? You're all medizered up? <laughs> Jim and I, we're going to get our MacGyvers tomorrow. You got a you tandem, tandem yeah, MacGyver you, gate? You have, you, you have to pull a wire and uh, you get the paper clip and you have 30 <laughs> seconds to inject the MacGyver. <laughs> by the way, by the way, Romo won from last. All right. Well, plus, good thing you plus, got the Eagles. Plus, plus six. Hmm. Well, uh, maybe he needs to be vaccinated, Harry. I don't know what's going on. Oh <laughs> man! Hit, wow, you've said you've said you've said some dumb shit on this show, but that's that's great. Oh, that was good. that's right up there. And uh, <laughs> Jim Cunningham, the eyes are ones, right? Yes, sir. At Jim Cunningham, and the eyes are ones. Now, Jim, when you complain that Harry sends his videos to you sideways and diagonally and shit, wow. like that, that it makes sense to you when he calls the, you know, it's it's only in the news all the time, right? Yeah, absolutely. Pfizer, Moderna. <laughs> hey, AJ. Sal, I will say this. So yeah. uh-huh. Romo today on par fives, four under. 
Okay. All right. Pretty good. He's not a professional golfer, Harry. Oh. I went out there. I kicked Panetta's ass today, probably by nine strokes. Oh, Scott, nice. Scotty Holmes Ooh. won. Scotty Revenge. Holmes won today. Oh, she was all over the place. Revenge. And kept, like, like stopped keeping score. It was really, uh, it was disgusting. So there you go. Nice. Hidden Valley ranched her out of uh, Rancho Park right there. Uh, yeah. So we will be back next week, Tuesday. We're going to do our full on um, draft. Who knows what these numbers will look like. Maybe they'll be tighter. Maybe everything will be like a minus 600 and you can't bet it. But we'll be there for you against all odds on Tuesday. And then Friday, we're going to recap, right? Friday morning, we'll recap the Thursday night draft. We'll see if it affected any team odds. And also, there'll be over-unders for, you know, and odds for the draft, the second through seventh round. So we'll have uh, that for you on Friday. What else, Jim? Lemon pepper parlays out there. Uh, Betting Academy. So many podcasts, minus three out there with Damashek, uh, Card Wars. Check it out. You got Piacenti, you got Ferrara, you got Martin Weiss. Did Martin Weiss win today? He had gone like uh, six in a row without oh, winning. Oh, shit. Who did he have? I can't I remember. T- Harry, you were rooting him on. Yeah, now I can't yeah, remember. Um, See, Harry, you don't even care to anyone about yourself. Uh, do, you have, do you have Dallas Lakers was- or something? Didn't he have that? Oh, Boston? No, that was you. All right, we'll figure it out. Good luck to you, Martin. Uh, yes, and that'll do it for another episode of Against All Odds for the Degenerate Trifecta, Joel Solomon and Jim Cunningham. I'm Sal saying so long and happy handicapping. Guys, think I'm really making up lines? Yes, yes, of course. You have before. He sucked.